Welcome to 24-Hour Expert. You'll enjoy this podcast if you're someone who likes learning about different topics or just enjoys a good old fun fact. I'm Allie. And I'm Dan. Each week, we challenge each other to become an expert on a random topic in just 24 hours. Now it's time to find out how much we've learned. Hey, Allie. Hi, Dan. I'm so excited to be back here talking more expert with you. I know, episode two already. I can't believe it. So as you know, this week I am the expert and you assigned me the topic. And last week you did such a great job of masterfully getting us to the topic. And I spent probably most of my 24 hours trying to figure out how do I get you to the topic. So I thought about it long and hard and I thought I could get you to there, but it was going to be a stretch. And so I was I was going to try something out. If it worked, great. If it didn't, we were going to have to try something else. Okay. So what did you do to get us there? Do you remember that I text you about a question about music videos? Yes, I do. And your answers to those music videos actually ended up working perfectly. And I was so excited. But then I started thinking, the audience is going to think we planted this. We did not. I had no idea that's why you were texting me about those music videos. I totally had a whole different scenario in my head why you were asking me that question. I'm going to ask the question again, and then you'll give me your answers. We'll see if we can connect the dots, if you will. Oh, yes, let's connect them. What were some music videos growing up that were really memorable for you? I know I said Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again. That red jumpsuit and she was on Mars, but then the astronaut brought her the necklace from the Titanic. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I loved it, but it doesn't make sense. Right. That part was really random. Okay. So what was the second one you you responded? I believe I also said, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys, because they're in like that airplane hangar. I think this is the one where they're in the all white outfits. And I know I love the Backstreet Boys. Okay. So this is the one I got really excited about. What was the third one you had said? I said, it's gonna be me by NSYNC. Can you figure out why I was really excited that you responded that? Yes. Now it seems so obvious because in the music video, they are the puppets on the strings dancing in the toy store. Yes. And do you know what those puppets on the strings are called? Marionettes. Yes. See, I knew it was going to be a stretch. That's this week's topic. It's marionettes. You did it. That was good. And I seriously had no idea that's where you were going with that. I always feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's one of those words where you think you know you're saying it right, and then you later find out you're not, and you just feel dumb the whole time. Well, I guess I never actually went out and looked for the actual pronunciation of marionette, so how we're saying it is going to be how we'll say it. Perfect. And if people want to say otherwise, you know how to get a hold of us. You do. So I think we should start with some definitions, okay? So a marionette, it's a puppet that's controlled from above using wires or strings. Just like your boys in the little in-sync boxes, right? The wires and strings actually depend on regional variations. So some regions use wires and other regions use strings. Oh, that's fancy. One interesting thing to note is that all marionettes are puppets, but not all puppets are marionettes. Interesting. I guess I never thought of it like that. So the marionette is specifically the ones with the strings. Puppets are more like fingers, hands, and sticks and whatnot from underneath. So there is a very distinct difference between marionettes and puppets. Okay, interesting. So a marionette's like a it's like a category of puppet. Yes, exactly. You're with me so far. So I don't know if we just need to rename this podcast to 24-Hour French Expert, because... <laughs> 
If you were a listener of last episode, we, well, I guess me, I learned that pomplamousse means grapefruit in French. So this week, we'll teach another French word, and it is marionette, which actually translates to little Mary in French. Little Mary? Huh. Okay. This is actually because during the Middle Ages, they loved to use marionettes to put on little plays based on things that happened during the biblical times. And Mary, like the Virgin Mary, was a really popular character because she was so integral to the cast, they actually named the puppet after her. Obviously. I mean, she's like at least number two important if you're talking about biblical stories. But interesting, that's honestly really interesting that Mary of Marionette is Mary. I did not know that. Right, little Mary. I found out that a marionette puppeteer is specifically called a marionettist. Some of the first marionettes can be found around 2000 BC. So these things are super old. And they were actually popular among the Egyptians, and they've actually found marionettes in tombs with pharaohs. I've never heard that. I used to be super into Egypt stuff, and I'd never heard that. If at the end of this episode you decide, I really want to become a marionettist, I have four places for you to go. Okay. So these are the four universities in the United States that actually have full-blown puppet programs that you can enroll in. The first one is UConn, so University of Connecticut. You can go to the California Institute of Arts. You can go to Central Washington University. The biggest plot twist out of them all, West Virginia University. Yeah, really? Because, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, an art school would offer something like that, but West Virginia University, yeah. Right. Um, Some of these programs you can have just like a regular bachelor's degree, or you can specialize and get a master's degree. Okay, I know we probably don't want to go dark, but... I did want to see if there's anything that was salacious, kind of sensational about marionettes. So I Googled marionette murders. Yes, Dan. I love it. I got results. Yes, I'm jealous. Just a small little detail, though. The the results I got were from an episode of Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. So not real, but interesting. So it's an episode of Criminal Minds where the plot is there is a murderer and he basically makes marionettes out of people's bodies. Oh my gosh, it's twisted. It's super twisted. So I did go, I was like, okay, for the sake of research, I'm gonna watch this episode. It was late at night, I the house was dark, and I turn on this episode, and I got maybe five minutes in, and I'm like, nope, gotta turn this off. Are you not good with scary stuff? It's not that I'm not good with scary stuff, it's that I don't like being bombarded with that imagery before I go to bed. True, that's a good point. It's hard to watch that stuff before bed. Yeah, because it's like, what's the last thing I wanna have running through my head right before I go off to dreamland? It's not some murderer who's using people's bodies as marionettes. Agreed, agreed. And you know, I'm really big into horror movies and true crime and all that stuff. But anytime I watch it, I do something called a palate cleanser before bed. So I watch a Bob's Burgers or The Office or Parks and Rec, something to bring me back into a light, happy mood before I actually go to bed. I love that. I should try that. I actually just got into doing Peloton meditation before bed. Oh, I didn't know they had meditation. Yeah, they have tons of meditation. They have acceptance, peace, happiness, readiness, but they also have sleep meditation. And I'm not kidding you. That stuff puts me to sleep like that, like instantly. I assume it's like on an app. You're not like sleeping next to your bike. 
Одни. I'm hauling my bike to the bedroom to go to sleep every night. Well, I don't know. Maybe your bike is just in your room. Maybe that's where you have space for it. That was just really funny. No, it's on an app. So I found the episode of Criminal Minds, but I'm like, I'm not going to stop there. You know, sometimes people will stop at the first page search results. I was committed. I went to the second page. Wow. I went to the third page. Wow. I went to the fourth page. Daniel, I... I didn't even know Google had four pages. But I hate to break it to you. Every single page was just a repeat of the Criminal Minds episode. I think it was maybe page six or seven that I found a kind of funny article that I wanted to share. Okay. What's your funny marionette story? I'm interested to hear what this is going to be. I didn't find a marionette murder, but I did find a marionette wedding. A marionette wedding, like people were making marionettes and like reenact a wedding? Or act out a wedding? No, this was actually a man who married a marionette. What? No. Yes. Okay, so this was a news article that I found. This happened in India. So there was this man, he's 90 years old, and his dying wish was that all of his sons were married before he passed away. Eight of his sons were married, but the ninth one wasn't. So to help make this man's dying wish come true, the ninth son ended up getting married to a marionette. That is kind of crazy. And the son just agrees to do this. Well, yeah, I think in India, they might have arranged marriage. So maybe the 90-year-old father had something to do with it. Son, I found you a wife. It's a marionette. Yeah. So I have to tell you this, though. They had a quote from the father in the newspaper. And this is what he said. He said, I have nine sons of which eight are married. My ninth son has no property and is not intelligent. So I got him married to a puppet. That is kind of harsh, Dad. Yeah. Could you imagine? No, I would die. I would absolutely die. I did find a marionette controversy. Are you ready to hear it? Yes. Yes, I love a good controversy. I don't know if you remember, this would be early 2000s, 2004. There was a movie that came out and it was called Team America World Police. Do you remember this? Yes, I actually saw it in theaters. So yeah, so it came out in 2004 and it was written by the guys that do South Park. So you already know that it's going to be a little wild. The controversy here is that the filmmakers actually got into a fight with the Motion Picture Association of America over the film's rating. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember why. So specifically, and I guess if you have little ones listening, this would be a good time to earmuffs. Um, But the, the whole fight was over puppet fornication. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot that that was in there. Yeah, so apparently it was pretty graphic. The filmmakers actually submitted the film nine times to be rated by the MPAA because it got rated to have an NC-17 rating originally. An NC-17 means that you cannot see the film if you're under 17 years of age, even if you're with a parent. Oh, see, I didn't know that was even a rating. I only know G, PG, PG PG-13, and R. I kind of knew of NC-17, but I didn't really know what it was. So I I started to research the MPAA. They have within them this highly secretive organization called the Classification and Ratings Administration, otherwise known as CARA. CARA is made up of a chairperson, staff members including an administrative director, senior voters, and raters, each of whom serve up to seven-year term. They get paid $30,000 a year. To be on Kara, to be one of the Raiders, you have to have children between the ages of 5 and 15 when you start your term. They basically watch movies and then decide how appropriate they feel it is for their children. Exactly. So here's the kicker. The identities of the Raiders are complete secrets. 
Oh, I love it. I want to be on Kira, be secret raider. Like these people are totally unknown to the world. Nobody knows who they are. There's only ever been two that have ever talked publicly on the record. So just briefly, there are five different ratings that they assign. G, general audience. You can have no bad language beyond polite conversation in G-rated movies. So there's also PG, which is parental guidance suggested. And what I thought was really interesting, in PG movies, you can have brief nudity. Oh, really? But you can't have male nudity. It's rated differently. See, that is a big annoyance of mine, that male and female nudity is different. That's BS. Especially if it was just top half. Yeah, I guess that's not nudity, though. But it should be nudity. But I guess this is a whole different can of worms. And then if you really think about it, like, nudity, who cares? We all have got the same parts. Yeah, nudity is not a big thing for me. I'm not worried about it. I just want equal nudity for all. Yeah, I support equal nudity for all, too. But I think probably for different reasons. Well, actually, it's probably for the same reason if you think about it. (laughs) You're right. It probably is for the same reason. (laughs) Next up. There's PG-13, which is parents are strongly cautioned. So you can have some adult words in PG-13. They just can't be used in adult situations, if you know what I mean. Interesting. Interesting that you can say bad words, just not in certain situations. Next up is rated R, which means restricted. And I think we all know what rated R means. Last but not least is NC-17, which means adults only. And that's what Team America originally had assigned to it. What's really interesting is... NC-17 is actually a more recent rating. It used to be rated X. Oh, no way, because I've heard of X. Yeah. See, okay, I've heard of XXX. I've never heard of just X. Oh, see, I've totally heard of rated X, but I guess I assumed, and Earmuff's parents, that X just meant porno. Like, I just was synonymous in my brain. Okay, let's get back to marionettes. Yeah, let's get back on topic. So getting back to marionettes, I think you know where we're going to end up. And that's probably the most famous marionette in pop culture history, Mr. One and Only Pinocchio. Pinocchio, yes. I forgot about Pinocchio till we started prepping for this. Most people, when they're thinking of Pinocchio, they're thinking of the Disney film. 100%. That's the only Pinocchio I thought. Did you know, fun fact incoming, that Pinocchio is actually based on a different Pinocchio from the past. I did not know that. That is a fun fact. Hit me with old school Pinocchio. The original Pinocchio is from an 1883 children's novel called The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi. In the original Pinocchio, we still had Geppetto. Pinocchio still wanted to be a real boy. Pinocchio's nose still grew when he lies, but more specifically, it grew when he was under stress. So is it constantly growing? Because I feel like I'm always stressed out. (laughs) Yeah, Pinocchio's nose in 2020 would literally be... Pinocchio would not have survived 2020. The original Pinocchio character, though, not a very nice boy. Not nice at all. Oh, no, because isn't the whole point, like, to get to be a real boy, he has to be good. In Carlo Collodi's world, when Pinocchio is born, he immediately laughs derisively in his creator's face, whereupon he steals the old man's wig... Literally, the first thing that Pinocchio does is snatches a wig. He's like, I'm a real boy. Snatch. It gets to be a little unbelievable. But at one point, Pinocchio claims that he is abused, and that gets Geppetto thrown into prison. Oh, my goodness. Seriously, that is kind of twisted. 
Yeah. So the whole point of this entire story was that it was supposed to be a warning for boys, well, kids, but specifically little boys, about bad behavior and how if you behaved poorly like Pinocchio, there would be really bad consequences and so on and so forth. So that was the whole idea. It was a cautionary tale. So you know I'm going to have to make an office reference about cautionary tales. You remember the episode where they bring, you know, bring your daughter to work day and Dwight's trying to read his old school family cautionary tales to the little kids. Like if you suck your thumb, they're going to cut it off. Yeah. What is it? Dun, 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 dun. Isn't there a song? Oh, yeah. Like learn your rules. Something, something about rules. Yes. Learn your rules. You've got to learn your rules. If you don't, you'll get eaten by a shark. Or a bear. Oh, probably bear. Yeah, probably bear. So I need to tell you how the book originally ended. Is it scary? This is how the story originally ended. And I quote, A tempestuous northerly wind began to blow and roar angrily, and it beat the poor puppet from side to side, making him swing violently like the clatter of a bell ringing for a wedding. And the swinging gave him atrocious spasms. His breath failed him, and he could say no more. He shut his eyes, opened his mouth, stretched his legs, gave a long shudder, and hung stiff and insensible. That is scary. They hung Pinocchio in the end. By his own strings, I'm guessing. Oh, that is dark. That wasn't in there. You came up with that. That's dark. Okay, okay. That is my interpretation of the end of the original Pinocchio. Wow, Allison. Wow. Anyway, so the publishers, they were like, yo, Carlo, that is too dark. Kids are not going to learn a lesson from that. You need to change the ending. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better about it then. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the Disney movie, right? Okay, so fun fact... It was released in 1940, and it actually did really poorly because of World War II was going on. And so they actually re-released it in 1945, where it ended up doing really well. I did not realize it was that old, even. It was actually the second animated feature from Disney. The first one was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's also the very first animated film to win an Academy Award. Oh, that is a really fun fact. Yeah. So it won Best Music for Original Score and also Best Music for Original Song, when you wish upon a star. I mean, that song is still amazing. So just a little bit about the development. They originally drew Pinocchio much like he was described in the original book. He had a really long pointed nose. He had a really high peaked cap and had bare wooden hands. And Walt Disney took a look at him and was like, no one's going to like that character. So they had to go back to the drawing board. And that's when he became more cartoonish, cute little boy, like we all know and love. The last thing I'll note about the animation process, and I thought this was actually kind of cool, Walt Disney's studio was actually famous for bringing in real working artifacts for the different animators to look at so they could see how things happen in real life so that they can draw them more accurately in the cartoon. The first example of this is actually Bambi, where Walt Disney brought in actual deer to the Walt Disney Studios, and the animators would go out into the courtyard and watch them and learn how to sketch deer. For Pinocchio, they brought in actual live cuckoo clocks, because I don't know if you remember, but Geppetto's house is full of tons of clocks. So they brought in a bunch of clocks so the animators could learn how to draw clocks accurately. I thought that was pretty cool. That is really cool. And that's one of the things I like about Pinocchio, if I'm remembering. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But it's just all the detail in Geppetto's house, all the toys and like the music boxes and the cuckoo clocks and everything. So I actually couldn't remember ever seeing Pinocchio. I feel like I've seen it, but I couldn't, I, I didn't really remember the plot line for this episode. I watched Pinocchio. 
I have some grievances, and this may be a little bit inside baseball if you don't remember the movie, but maybe as I go through these points, you'll it'll jog your memory. Okay. The blue fairy comes down, makes Pinocchio alive, tells him if you're courageous and selfless, you can become a real boy, and then makes Jiminy Cricket his conscience. Not 12 hours later does Geppetto send Pinocchio on his way to school alone. What? Right. So he's like, you need to go to school to learn how to be a smart, good boy. He hasn't even been alive for 12 hours yet. Out of the house. Bye. Good luck. Here's your books. Here's an apple for your teacher. That is, yeah, I agree. That doesn't that doesn't sit right. So Jiminy's there, but at this point, I don't think Geppetto is aware of Jiminy. I, I don't think he knows this guy exists. So Jiminy's following him and be like, oh, I'll, I'll accompany him to school. But listen to this. Jiminy woke up late. Jiminy, you're supposed to be the conscience. Where are you? Right. So he's he's all of a sudden running, putting on all his clothes. He's like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have woke up late on my first day of the job. Like, well, yeah, Jiminy. Anyway, Pinocchio runs into Honest John, who's a cat, maybe, or a tiger. I think that's the same thing. Anyway, Honest John says, I can make an actor out of you. And Pinocchio's like, oh, I'd love to be an actor. And that's when we get the classic song, I Got No Strings. Jiminy's watching this performance. And for whatever reason, Jiminy says, well, I guess Pinocchio doesn't need me. He's going to be a famous actor. And Jiminy gives up. Instantly, he gives up. Instantly. Doesn't even put in bare minimum effort. He's late on day one from work. And then the minute things get tough, Jiminy's like, peace, I'm leaving. I guess he doesn't need me. That's insane. Because what? Pinocchio's maybe five, six, seven-year-old boy. If he's going to school, he's at least kindergarten. So he's at least five, right? Allie, he's 13 hours old. I mean, I know he's 13 hours old. But if we were to equate it to like a year and you're supposed to be a caretaker, he's obviously being taken advantage of. You need to step up, not walk away. Totally agree. What's probably one thing that most people know about Pinocchio? His nose grows when he lies. Right. It only happens one time in the entire movie. Really? Yeah. So this Honest John guy says, oh, hey, you need you, you look really stressed out. You need to go to this place called Pleasure Island, which is where you can relax. And Pinocchio's like, oh, that sounds great. They end up getting on this wagon that takes them to a boat where they show up to this place, which is like this big carnival in the middle of the sea. It's so random. <laughs> it's just so random. And all these boys are there and they're like misfit boys, whatever. There's slides, there's roller coasters, there's food, there's candy. There is a ton of smoking and there is a ton of beer. What? On this little kid fun island. Right. And we find out that this island is meant for turning bad boys into donkeys. Yeah. And that's my question. Like, who's like, oh, a donkey, that's when you're bad. Right. And they're like, Putting these donkeys into cages, sorry, the boys who are donkeys into cages. My question is, like, clearly, whoever's operation this is, is Pleasure Island. They're they're trying to make money off these donkeys. But, like, is a donkey really that hard to come by that you have to kidnap a young boy and somehow trick them into turning them into donkeys? I mean, I wouldn't think so. I think I'd want something a little more exotic. I mean, I know a donkey's a good working animal, but... Again, yeah, I don't think they're that rare that I'd be like, ooh, gotta buy from this weird guy these boy donkeys. They ended up making all the way back to Geppetto's house. Pinocchio and Jiminy, they try to find Geppetto. He's not there at home. Then all of a sudden, this note floats from the sky. I think it's from the Blue Fairy. And it's a note that says, Geppetto is, in, is stuck in the body of a whale. 
Okay, so that's why Pinocchio gets swallowed by a whale. Somehow, Walt Disney wants us to go from Donkey Island to, for who knows what reason, Geppetto is sitting now in the body of a whale. Okay, so maybe, maybe Geppetto's trying to get to Pleasure Island. Maybe somebody's like, hey, this is where they took Pinocchio, and then his boat gets eaten by a whale. That's actually, I never thought of That's really good. That's probably what the connection is. Well, there you go. I just fixed the story. <laughs> Pinocchio ends up going, finding the whale. They make the whale sneeze. They get away. And because Pinocchio's courageous, he ends up being a real boy. Well, at least it has a happy ending. All right. So you know what? I kind of wanted to end on a positive note um, about marionettes. I feel like we got a little down there when it came to the original Pinocchio. And then even the Disney Pinocchio, I don't think is the happiest of stories in retrospect. No, happy ending. But yeah, the whole thing is, I mean, I remember Pinocchio being a little bit scary as a kid. I feel like if I hadn't had to turn off Criminal Minds, my reference point of scary would have been lower. And then I probably would have had, I would have had to have, what do you call it, a clarity moment before bed? Oh, a palate cleanser. Oh, a palate cleanser. I probably would have had had, had to have had that anyway. All right, so let's end on a, on a happy note. I found a man in Canada. His name is Darren Moresh, and he makes something called a Darianette. And what they are, they're actually marionette replicas of hard rock rockers. That is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So he's done Rob Halford from Judas Priest. He's done James Hetfield from Metallica. And he's also done Ozzy. They're very cool. Oh, I'm going to have to go look it up. That's really fun. And then the other last thing I want to say, there's actually the Bob Barker Marionette Theater in California that they're currently, if you have a team event or you want to have a fun family event, you can book them for a 30-minute customized Marionette Zoom performance for you and 500 of your closest friends. That is really cool. It was a little expensive, but I mean, if you have 500 friends, everybody tips in a buck. So Dan, are you booking us one? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Allie, would you like a recap? Here's what we learned today. We learned that a marionette, it's a puppet that's controlled from above by strings. We learned that marionette is French. It means little Mary. We learned that a marionette puppeteer is called a marionettist. We learned that we did not find any marionette murders, but there is a very disturbing episode of Criminal Minds, if you want to watch it. We talked about the Team America controversy. We learned all about how MPAA rates their movies. We learned about the origins of Pinocchio and how the original story was very, very dark. And last but not least, we learned about all my grievances with the actual Pinocchio movie by Disney. Sounds like we learned a lot today. Everything you wanted to know or not know about marionettes. It's your knowledge now. You're free to forget it. Do with it what you will. All right, everyone. If you're still listening, thanks for making it this far. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. I loved every second of it. And if anyone has a correction or an idea for a subject or just wants to connect with us, feel free to email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. That is also our Instagram handle if you want to follow us there. And we will talk to you next time. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes.